religion. So whenever you hear John the Baptist speak, he is honest. He like shakes him up. He doesn't mix any words. Right? Because he realizes, ah, oh, the Messiah is coming. Wake up. Repent. Prepare the way of the Lord. This is not the reality of the religion that God revealed to you. It's so much more. In our gospel today, it actually starts out with the particular crowds that he's talking to are like, what are we to do, John? What are we to do? Now, it makes more sense of understanding the question, what are we to do, when we actually look at the first few verses before this that we don't hear in the gospel today. So as John in the Jordan is, is like preaching this, preaching this good news, right? Prepare the way of the Lord. The Messiah is coming. Repent. Believe in the gospel. Change your ways. Wake up. Let's do this. More crowds keep coming and keep coming. And he just like stops. And he looks at the crowds and he's like, you brood of vipers. Who told you you could run away from the coming wrath? Produce good fruits that they may be a witness, proof of your repentance. For he who does not produce good fruit, the tree shall be cut down and thrown into the fire. To which they then exclaim, what are we to do? Because John was all about preaching the reality of total transformation. Listen, you can't, as Jesus says, these people honor me with their lips. But their hearts are far from me. That's the people that John was talking to. They gave lip service to the Lord. They checked off boxes. And yet their heart was far from him. It was always about, no, 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 no. Your actions, your life, your words must be conformed to the reality of what you believe. Wake up. That's not the true faith, the Jewish faith that God revealed. Wake up, the Messiah is coming. Come back to the truth. Live in the fullness Unfortunately, it's a great temptation for us Catholic Christians, for Christians, to seek comfortable Christianity. A Christianity that's non-offensive, non-challenging, non-visible. Oh, no, no, no. I have a relationship with Jesus. It's in the closet. No one knows about it. Non-transformative. No, no, no. My faith is like a hat that I put on when I want to and then I take it off when I don't. But no, no, no. It doesn't actually permeate the reality of who I am and everything I do. Non-evangelistic. No, no, no. I'm not talking about Jesus, somebody else. That's like the priest's role. That's somebody else's responsibility. I'm not sharing Jesus with nobody. You know what else? This is a non-reality. This type of Christianity, comfortable Christianity, non-offensive, non-visible, non-transformative, non-evangelistic, is also non-saving. That gospel is not a gospel of Jesus Christ. That gospel is devoid of power and salvation. That cannot save you because that's not the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the gospel of the world. The world's gospel, my brothers and sisters, is going to take Jesus Christ out of the center and is going to put you in the center. Where the religion, the faith, is all about you. You are the measure of the reality of what a good Christian is. You become the center of the reality of the faith. 
But unfortunately, brothers and sisters, that is some cheap imitation, watered-down nonsense that the world would like to throw you. And that gospel, my brothers and sisters, is a gospel that's dangerous. Because that's not the truth of Jesus Christ. Because, let's be honest, this is a challenging gospel. I mean, do you see the reality that we are called to pick up our cross and follow the Lord? The cross is not easy. It's always been challenging. Of course it's going to be offensive. You draw a line in the sand and you say, I stand for Jesus Christ, people are not going to like you. Welcome to the reality of the gift of our faith. It is absolutely visible. You are the light of Christ. Christ, the light, came into the darkness. We live in a world surrounded by darkness and Jesus Christ, the light, came into it and he shared that light with you. John the Baptist talks about that. There's one mightier than I, and he's coming. And he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. My brothers and sisters, we actually are those people now that have been baptized with the power of the Holy Spirit. They didn't have the fullness then. He baptized with water. We've been baptized by the Holy Spirit with fire. We are lights. We've been transformed. And the question is, are we living transformed? We've all been transformed, brothers and sisters, but are we actually living transformed? Are we living the fullness of the reality of the gospel of Jesus Christ? We were called to allow our faith to be visible. We are lights in the midst of a world, not to be under a bushel basket, but to be on the mountaintop for all to see. No one ever left Jesus' presence neutral. Ever. No one after meeting Jesus was like, Eh. It's true. They either loved him, wanted to follow him, give their entire life to him, or they're like, I want nothing to do with you. This teaching's too hard. Peace out. It's true. Or they want to kill him. No one left Jesus' presence neutral. So too, because we have Christ living inside of us, no one should ever leave our presence like, eh. When you walk outside and you talk to somebody that maybe you don't know for 30 seconds, do they know that you are a Christian? That you're a Catholic? Because if they don't, they should. You bear the light of Christ. Have you ever been in a dark room and all of a sudden the light flips on? And like, does it affect you? Like, are you guys like affected by in your dark room and a light comes on? It's kind of like sometimes offensive. It's like, ah, it's like bright. Takes a little bit of time. Yeah, like you're affected by, listen, you bear the light of Jesus Christ. You should walk into rooms and people know it. That guy's a Christian right there. That guy loves Jesus. How do you know, man? Do you see that light around him? My goodness. I might not like it, but I know that guy's a Christian. I'm serious. Our faith is called to be visible, my brothers and sisters. We are meant to shine. If you, went, if you saw somebody from high school that you haven't seen in years and you talked to him, would they realize that you're a Catholic, that you're a Christian, that your life is given over to Jesus Christ? Would they know after talking to you? Because they should. No one should ever leave our presence questioning who and what we believe and who we are and what we stand for. The gospel of Jesus Christ is transformative. My brothers and sisters, you are a Catholic Christian. You are a son and daughter of God the Father. It's who you are. You cannot take this off. Just as much as I cannot take off the reality of the priesthood when I unvest after Mass and hang up my vestments. I'm a priest of Jesus Christ. Wherever I go, every step I take, every thought I think, every word I speak, I'm a priest of Jesus Christ, and I'm a son of God the Father. So are you a Christian 
And everything in your life must be conformed by the reality of that faith, the true gospel, not the gospel of the world. My brothers and sisters, we have to stop looking like the world and calling it Christianity. We have to stop acting like the world and calling it Christianity because that's cheap. That is a false imitation of the gospel that Jesus Christ poured forth his blood for to save us. The gospel of Jesus Christ must transform our entire lives. It's not just some thing, some accessory. It's who we are. Everything that Jesus Christ stood and has given us should conform. Our hearts should be conformed to that. Our decisions that we make, the way that we speak, the way that we think, the way that we act, it is completely formed by our faith, not formed by the world, not formed by some false gospel that puts you in the center of it, that devoids of the reality of difficulty, that takes away the cross of Jesus Christ and puts in the comfort and pleasure of the world at the center of the gospel. That's not the truth. The gospel of Jesus Christ is evangelistic. The whole church was created for the sake to evangelize, to proclaim the name of Jesus, because people die without Jesus. We're called by Jesus himself as his body, the church, to go out and to preach the good news. Everywhere. Because the faith has never been about you. That's what the world wants you to think. The world wants you to think it's about you, that you're the center of the reality of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You're not. Jesus is. And Jesus has given us his beautiful mandate to go there for and to, bribe, to preach, to make disciples. I don't want to know me. Why? Because without me, people die. My brothers and sisters, we cannot, we cannot be living in this world looking just like the world. We are a counter-cultural people. We believe and have given our lives to a gospel that is saving, not a gospel that's condemning. The gospel of the world that puts you at the center of it is a dangerous gospel because it's devoid of Jesus Christ. It's devoid of salvation. It actually has a possibility to condemn us for the only gospel, true gospel, that can save us is the gospel of Jesus Christ, the way in which he established it, not in the way in which I want it to be. No, in the way in which he laid forth in the gift of his church through the scriptures that he is the model, he is the example, he is the measure of how am I living the Christian life. Because my brothers and sisters, you literally are the light given the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And we as his body, the church, are called to live a life transformed. That's what, Saint, that's what John the Baptist was talking about. Be transformed. Make sure that your entire life is ordered towards the yes, the repentance that you want to say this day, that it's complete, a total transformation. Not just today you believe in the Lord and then tomorrow you're going back to your old ways. No, my brothers and sisters, we have been transformed in Jesus Christ. We are a new creation. We are temples of the Holy Spirit. We do not, we are not of this world. We do not, we do not live by this world. We live by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the gospel of Jesus Christ at times will be challenging. It will be offensive to other people. But it's going to be transformative. It's supposed to be evangelistic. It's supposed to be visible. People need to see this gospel. We can't fall into the trap, my brothers and sisters, of comfort and pleasure in thinking that this is the actual gospel of Jesus Christ. My brothers and sisters, look up at the cross. I don't think that looks comfortable. Anytime you experience any Christianity that removes Jesus Christ from the cross, run. Because that's not the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
Jesus must always be the center of the reality of the gospel in our lives. He must always be the measure, not us. Not comfort, not pleasure, not what we want, not how we want it to be in our time. But we're called to conform to the gift of the gospel and the fullness of its power and of its love and to not proclaim some cheap imitation of the reality of Jesus Christ. If the world cannot tell the difference between one of its own and one of us, we have a problem. Flat out. The world must be able to look and recognize that they are not of us. And amen to that. I hope that when people see me, they see us, they recognize that that's a Christian. They're not of the world. They're not conformed to the fears and the anxieties of the world, but they're living in the freedom and the truth of Jesus Christ because that gospel sets them free. They're not conformed to some imitation, some fake, some deluded gospel that they want to call Christianity where they're the center of it, where they're the center of the religion. Watch it, my brothers and sisters. You will see the world try to give you some religion where you're the center of it. If they ever do, run. That is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is a non-salvific gospel. My brothers and sisters, we need to step up our game. I need to step up my game because I need to make sure that I'm serving the Lord wholeheartedly, unreservedly, that we're actually living in the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ that he died for. A gospel that he paid for by his blood worth more than all the money and the gold and the power in the entire world. This gospel was not cheap, but yet it was paid for by the blood of Jesus. To live wholeheartedly, unreservedly, without fear and anxiety, to live in freedom and faith. We need to begin to give our whole lives to the Lord again. Where in our hearts, my brothers and sisters, are we hindering, where we lacking to give God everything? My brothers and sisters, the devil will tell you you can have salvation. You can have everything for nothing. It's a lie. Jesus says you can have everything for everything. You can have all of me and all the gifts that I will bring and the gift of eternal life. All I'm asking in return is all of you. All of you. It's never been different, my brothers and sisters. The evil one in the world will proclaim a Christianity where it goes all for nothing. You can have everything you want for nothing. Jesus says, no, 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 you can have everything for everything, but nothing in between. This type of gospel, this comfortable Christianity, this lukewarm, mediocre, apathetic Christianity the world wants to bring you is so distasteful to the Lord that he says, I will vomit you out of my mouth. It's so distasteful to the Lord. He would rather us be super cold and not want nothing to do with him than to be lukewarm, apathetic, mediocre Christians and proclaim some false gospel to the reality of the world. He's either, I want you to be, I either want you to be all about me, everything, no reserves, or I want you to have nothing to do with me. Because this lukewarm Christianity, my brothers and sisters, has got to go. This is not okay. It's not the truth of the gospel. It's not what Jesus Christ died for. That's not the true gospel. We're here, and it's my job, it's my mission to make sure that I challenge you, just as John the Baptist challenged those people there then I must challenge you as well every single time I'm with you to challenge you to live your faith in the reality the truth of it, to be set free by the gospel, to challenge you. You might be offended by what I'm saying. Praise be Jesus Christ because the gospel is offensive at times. If you don't like it, that's fine. I don't care if you don't like me. I just want to make sure you know Jesus and you rejoice at the true gospel and you believe the true gospel because the world's gospel can't save you, only his. And if that means you don't like me, well then praise be Jesus Christ. I just want you to know him. That's what it's all about, my brothers and sisters. I have to preach this gospel, the true gospel of Jesus Christ. And shame on me if I don't. I can't conform to the reality of the world. We can't conform. 
We, for too long, my brothers and sisters, at times, have really given over and let the world just seep into our hearts and our understanding of the Christian life, and we look just like the world, and we call it Christianity. No more. We can't do that. That's not the gospel of Jesus Christ. He didn't die for that. That's some half-hearted, halfway, non-salvific imitation of the gospel, my brothers and sisters. The gospel of Jesus Christ is far greater, far sweeter, far more amazing than that. But it's an all, it's an everything for everything. It's a total transformation. If where you are a Christian and you're a Catholic and everything you do is completely ordered and formed by the gift of your faith of Jesus Christ. That you are evangelistic because Christ is evangelistic. That you go forth and you proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ in the midst of your lives wherever you go because you don't stop being a light don't let anyone turn your dang light down. You are not to put it under a bushel basket. You put that up on high on the mountain so people can see. People should know that you're a Christian by just talking to you for a few minutes. People should leave our presence recognizing that that's a Christian. They believe in Jesus Christ. I don't believe what they believe, but I know they believe that. I don't like what they believe, but it doesn't matter. I know they believe that. People need to know. It needs to be visible. We must be distinct from the world. Will we be persecuted? Yeah, absolutely. Amen. And blessed are we who are persecuted for the name of Jesus Christ, for great shall our reward be in heaven. This is the distinction, my brothers and sisters, is Christians live for heaven. We don't live for the world. The world lives for the world. That's why we must be different, because our home is not here. Our home is in heaven. I challenge you, my brothers and sisters, as Jesus Christ is coming, absolutely, the Messiah has come, but he's coming again in glory. And we want to be prepared. We want to be ready. We want to be excited. We want to have our hearts completely on fire for the Lord, unreservedly. We do not want to be these people that fall into the trap of some half-hearted imitation gospel where we're the center of it, where it will be so distasteful to the Lord Jesus that he will vomit out of his mouth. And that's not me telling that. That's what Jesus said. And I love you enough to share this with you. It's so funny. It's like, Father, today's Gaudete Sunday. Rejoice. Why is it such kind of a difficult and harsher homily? And I was asking the Lord the same question. And the Lord told, the Lord told me, you know, because I don't want them to rejoice at a false gospel. I don't want them to rejoice and believe and give praise and honor to an idol that actually is not me. I want them to know the truth of the gospel so when they know the experience of the fullness of Jesus Christ and what they're called to, then they can rejoice in the truth. So you must speak my truth and reveal the fullness of the gospel that I have given in my son Jesus Christ before they can rejoice. Because if we just rejoice and I assume that you understand what I'm talking about, woe is me. Woe is me. And so I challenge you. We still have not only a few more weeks until Christmas comes, but yet my brothers and sisters, every single day of our lives is an opportunity to let the light that God has given us, the gift of the Holy Spirit, to be let out, to shine, to preach the good news, to live for Jesus unreservedly, to take ourselves, that's the whole reality, repent, go the other way. Take yourself out of the center of the reality of your Christian faith and put Jesus back in the center and follow, don't lead. Anytime you do that, you're giving up the gospel of Jesus Christ worth more than gold and silver for some gospel that cannot save you. You can't save yourself. Don't try to lead the Christian life. You're going to fail. You're going to lead yourself right to hell. Don't do that. Jesus Christ saves, not us, not the world. 
So may we recognize any areas in our hearts and give them to the Lord and say, no, Lord, I want to follow you unreservedly. I want to live for you wholeheartedly. I want to live the fullness of the gospel that you gave me. That's the opportunity we have. That's why we can rejoice at the fact that we have a Savior who came into the world, into the darkness. The light came in and the darkness shall not overcome it. All the difficulty and the stuff that we might have within our hearts that need to be crucified to the Lord. In Jesus, it can happen. We have that ability every single day where the Lord can crucify those things, burn away those things that are not of him by his fire, and allow the Holy Spirit to truly transform us and live unashamed, to live the fullness of the gospel in a world that is in desperate need of Jesus. Because it's Christ who saves, not us. It's Christ on the cross resurrected who saves, not us. Don't fall, my brothers and sisters, for a comfortable Christianity that's the world's Christianity. Make sure you follow Christ's Christianity. And that is a gospel that is completely offensive at times. It is transformative. It is alive. It is challenging. It is visible. It's evangelistic. And it's saving. Because the only gospel that can save us is a gospel that asks you everything for everything, my brothers and sisters. And the everything that you shall receive in return is the everything of eternal life in Jesus Christ. Amen.